Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. Just a quick program note before we start the interview with Hemu Nigam. You're going to hear Hemu and I both reference an interview that I did with Jody Savin. Jody Savin and Hemu have launched a brand new app called Sindesi, and we're going to be talking about that app. That's why Hemu and I came together. But I had previously, just yesterday, interviewed Jody, and we talked about this app as well. And you're going to hear there are some details that we covered in Jody's interview that we're not covering again here. Hemu had so many wonderful pieces of wisdom to just bestow upon us that I didn't rehash any of the things that we covered in the Jody interview. And she has her own really beautiful, lovely details to share to fill out the landscape of how this app came to be and how it could be helpful to you in, and all of us in our lives. So please come back on April 9th to listen to that episode to hear more on Sindesi, but also to hear about Jody talk about her new book, which is coming out on April 7th. Tuesday, April 7th is the launch day of a book that is entitled Stitched and Sewn. And it's a book about our mutual friend, Trudy Strobel, who has been on this podcast twice. She is a Holocaust survivor. She is a master embroiderer. She is an artist whose art is in museums across the country. She is also a person who is out boots on the ground in her 80 plus years speaking regularly outside these coronavirus times, to people of all ages and especially kids, teaching them about tolerance and love, teaching the bullies and the bullied how to love and be loved. She is a true superhero of love, as is Hemu Nigam, who we're about to hear from. He is a one of the top cybersecurity and privacy experts in, in the world, and you will quickly understand why I wanted to air this episode uh, before the other one, because there are some kind of urgent information in here that I thought was very important to get out. So we're going to get it out. And without further ado, here is Hemu Nigam. Welcome, superheroes. We're here with Hemu Nigam, who is the CEO of Cybersecurity Affairs. He has almost 25 years of experience solving online security, privacy, and safety challenges facing big tech, government, and law enforcement. You might recognize his face. If you look in the podcast notes and you see his picture, you probably will recognize his face because he's an expert that you've seen on CNN on on cybersecurity and privacy issues. He started his career out as an attorney who prosecuted some of the first adult and child sex crimes and abuse cases and some of the be- some of the first online sex abuse and sex crime cases he has a long history of protecting people's hearts is what we're in the business of here at the Superhero of Love podcast, protecting people's hearts, protecting victims' hearts. And the reason that we have him here today is that just yesterday I interviewed my dear friend, Jody Savin Miller, who is launching not only a book this week, but also an app. And the app was developed with Hemu. Welcome, Hemu. Hi, Jody. 
or Bridget, you were just talking about Jody. Sorry about that. <laughs> and thanks for having me. <laughs> I know we're both thinking about Jody. Jody's on the brain. Right. The app that we're talking about is called Sindesi. And the reason why I jumped on, I just found out literally hours before I interviewed Jody that, that this app was launching this week. And I didn't know that this is what you guys, you'd been working on a project for several months now. And I didn't know that it had evolved into something that was so incredibly timely. Here we are in quarantine times dealing with the coronavirus. I wanted to interview you both immediately so that we could get you get people downloading this app. I downloaded it in the middle of the interview with Jody yesterday. <laughs> and I encourage everybody that's listening to go to the app store and download Sindesi. And I'm going to spell it S-Y-N-D-E-S-Y. And you can check it out online also at Sindesi.io. So if it's about an app, the instead of .com, it's .io, Sindesi.io. So, hey, Moot, just tell us a little bit about how, you, first of all, meeting Jody, just like even having Jody in your life, right? <laughs> well, mine is actually, mine is much simpler than probably most people. My brother is a writer, actor, producer, and he knows Jody from other works that they've worked or collaborated on. So she was mentioning that she had some idea for an app. And he said, well, then instead of talking to me, talk to my brother. And that's how we got connected. And when she came to me, I did what I almost always do, which is, okay, I like your idea, but if you have funding, I'll help you. If not, you know, that's the end of the conversation, only because otherwise it's just a great idea and doesn't do anything for the world. So she actually went and got funding and we developed Sindesi from there. Tell us why Sindesi is so important right now and why it is such a gift to all of us. Well, in many ways, I mean, anytime there's a crisis type of a situation or a pandemic that we're having now, people either feel like they can't handle it or they look for hope. I'm one of those who falls in the category of what can we, what is the hope that we can find? And what we realized is we were holding in our own hands an app called Sindesi that was designed to connect people with people and also had the built-in capability of knowing where you were, when you were there, and geolocating it on a map. And that sparked the idea of, well, if we're asking people to stay separate, but there are times when they still need to go out into the world and leave a physical footprint, a physical footprint that could then cause harm to others in the future if they are diagnosed, then why can't we then attach that physical footprint to a digital one and, and then help you track where have you been, when were you there, what precise location were you, where you were, and then with a push of a button, check in, and then with a push of a button, if you are diagnosed and want your family and friends to know, generate a report and email it to them, and that email has an attachment that shows you every single place you were there, when you were there, and a map, if you click on it, you'll see the exact map of where you were. And so that's where we found hope in the check-ins feature, and that's where Sindesi comes in during the current pandemic. I was on a, an Instagram live feed. Jen Pasteloff is a friend of mine who's a writer and she's doing this amazing project where she's raising money to give cash to especially single moms who are home who've lost their jobs and getting them right. food, just getting them food. And she's having all these celebrities come on and talk to her on Instagram live. And one of the celebrities that came on was Pink the other night. And right. she right. admitted for the first time actually to the public in this conversation right. that she has had Corona for four, three weeks and her son had had it for four weeks. And mm -hmm. um, 
And she talked about, she had to really think about whether she was going to come up and come out and tell everybody for all the different reasons that you can imagine Pink would be, you know, sensitive about the fact that not everybody can get testing, sensitive about the fact that she's privileged and a celebrity. But she also said that there was like a little bit of, of shame. And I've heard other people that have had it feel the same way. And it feels like this is one of those ways to take away the shame factor. Like if you take responsibility for for tracking where you've been, and then you can just hit a button and communicate with your entire network of people. Like I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, and if three day in three days I come, you know that kind of thing. Well, there's there's two things that come out of what you said. One is well, one is the obvious one, which is I don't think people should even be thinking about privilege, non-privilege in situations like this. Just, just like somebody one, a long time ago said, everybody bleeds red. Well, from a virus perspective, it doesn't look at a human being and say, you're privileged, you're underprivileged, I'm going to choose who to attack. So I think those who are in situations where they can impact large masses of the world should actually be thinking about this as an opportunity to step up and help the world understand why anyone can get hit, no matter who you are, and how you come out of it is really dependent on not your privilege, but depending on your own health conditions and all those things that make us all human and make us all different and yet the same, right? The second is that if you are able to go to work or have to, let's say you did that and you say, you know what, I'll remember, well, when crisis strikes, how many people can actually remember in Tuesday they were here, 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 Wednesday they went here, Thursday they were here, and I was there at this time and that time, Half the time they're going to leave out five different of the 10 different places they went. And now you just left open for further victimization of those five people because they didn't know that they had interacted with you. So you need that easy way of pressing a button and going on. It's kind of like getting in your car, you turn the key, you get in your car, you get to a location, you press a button, press a button. That's all you have to think about is I just have to press that button and that's it and nothing more. Same thing with generating a report. There's nothing complicated. Open up reports, press check-ins, and press the button. And if you want to expand your dates, there's preset dates in there, but you can choose how far back you go. You may decide, I want to go back 10 days, or I want to go back 25 days. Um, and, and Pink, for example, if she had the app, could have gone back 25, 30 days just to know where she has been because she may have been asymptomatic and didn't know it, and yet she wants to help people that she was freely interacting with at the time before she may have self-quarantined. Yeah, that, that not having symptoms, I was saying, we need to invent something where, you know, I hear your son is unbelievably smart. Um, and I was saying that your son should invent this bloop like, that like when you have Corona, you have like a blue powder explodes like in the, in, like in the stolen money and that you know because you see the person. <laughs> but then that would unload another a huge array of, of problems. But the, I just want to say that the privilege thing that she was, uh, that Pink was worried about was the testing right, that she was able to get tested. And some people, I think that's the thing that's separating the privileged from the non-privileged is the availability of testing. Wait, you know, there's another perspective to that too. And I know we're here to talk about Sindesi, but from her perspective, because of the world she lives in, she by its very nature interacts with so many different people at so many times during the day. So if anything, those are people you want to test quickly and say, get that help out there because there's so much 
connection you have made without realizing it, given the situation that you exist in. And that's why I think we look at some of our political leaders and we think the same thing. They're connecting, they're touching, they're near people, they're in meetings, they have to be at the front line, right? The same thing with frontline workers. My brother's, a, my brother's a surgeon who's in a hospital in Albany, New York, where he is getting patients coming in from New York City. He is one of the frontliners. Wow. So frontliners have to worry about constantly being aware, are they, do they have it, do they not, no matter what kind of masks and what kind of gear that they're wearing. Yeah. Tell me about the efficacy of the app, unless we get masses of people to join in. Uh, so I joined and I, I have Jody, and I'm going to encourage as many people with this podcast to join as well and download that damn app. And by the way, the app is free. The app is free. The app is free. That's key. So tell me about the efficacy of the app and doesn't it, doesn't it by nature grow as more people join in? Well, think of the app in, in most of, in the strangest kind of way, it's like a virus. The more it touches, the better, it, the more it grows. But in this case, the more the app touches, the better impact you have against the very thing you're fighting, which is a virus. So it's almost like Sindesi is the counter virus to the coronavirus. Um, and, I, and I think one of the things that we have to think about is that it's not just the United States. It's, it, it can start in your community, but the app is actually available in 155 countries. So it doesn't matter where in the world you are. If you are in a situation where you have to go out there or you're in a situation where you have not been told to stay at home. I mean, the, right now there are eight states in the country where people have been told to do whatever you want, whenever you want, which in my personal opinion is an absolutely ridiculous notion, but it's, it is true. In Atlanta or outside of in some of the beaches in Georgia, they're opening up the beaches. Well, if you're going to go there, download the app so you know where you are and letting people know you went there. When you come back, check in again so you know that Maybe you stopped at a gas station. Maybe you stopped at McDonald's. Maybe you stopped at a drive-thru in a Starbucks. You still should check in. Oh, my God. I just got chills when you said that about the eight states. I just can't even. Ugh. So let's go back to, can we, can we go back in history just a tiny bit to before sure. Corona hit, you guys were developing this app. So, and after Corona is gone, this app is still going to serve us. It's not just here for emergency services, right? So let's talk about how this app can, will serve people after we are all well and healthy and back partying. <laughs> well, well, the app actually looks at human beings from their daily lives. People want to connect with people. So there is a connections feature. I think Jody talked about that. There's also a feature when if something happens to you and you need emergency help, you set up the app so that you have certain contacts so you're going to let um, let know that you need help immediately. You could be in a, a car accident. You could be in a situation where you're on a date and all of a sudden things are turning bad. And instead of picking up the phone and calling and have somebody listening, you can literally press the emergency button. It sends out a note, lets them know, hey, your contact needs help and gives them an exact location through the geolocation feature. You press it and you can see on the map where they are. We are going to add a drop down into the emergency feature in the future that will allow people to be more specific. Do you want your contact to call 911? Do you want them to show up where you are? Do you want both things to happen? And you get to choose if you want to, otherwise they are notified, hey, your, your person needs help. So that's another feature. Another is the journaling feature, which allows you to keep a, keep a, you know, a journal like you would keep any other journal. The difference is here, 
whatever you're writing is stored and it's geolocated so that you know where you were, when you were uh, writing that. Not only that, you can also make a call from that feature so you can have a record inside, oh, I called my friend Bridget and I let her know that I was in a situation I wasn't feeling right about it. I wanted to talk to her about it, but there's a record of that call that stays um, and is maintained inside your account. And then finally, there's resources if you do need help. There's a string of things that you can contact, whether it's an organization like RAIN or or other types of organizations where people may need help on. If that isn't encouragement enough, I don't know what is. Please, everybody go download Sintessi. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a great idea for all times, good times, and especially right now, we can help protect each other. And I, I just feel comforted by this. My heart feels comforted by this because all I'm doing is going to the store, right? But, and then, you know, it's like this, still it's, it's fraught, right? Just going to the store is fraught with worry. You know, I can wear a mask. I can, what's it called? Uh, disinfect everything. Wear gloves. Yeah, yeah, wear gloves. I can do, I can do all of my self-care, but to this, this of taking, being able to take an action to protect others is so heart warming and heart healing. It's like, it's an action that we can take that makes that affects everybody, affects our entire world, just by checking in, just by tracking yourself. And the best case scenario is you don't get it and the information is not needed, but if it is needed, hallelujah. Right, you have it. And that's one of the most critical parts of this is you have it when you need it, if you need it, right? And that choice belongs to you so that it's not some choice made by some outside body that decides that you need to do this right now. It's your choice. And if you are that kind of human being who cares about your community and all human beings, you know, are innately communal people, otherwise we wouldn't have an issue right now. So this app is actually taking advantage of a situation that we're already used to, which is being a part of a community. Okay. Now I just want to ask you a final question about these Corona times. And I was having a thought as I was sitting here the other night and I heard a police siren in the distance and I realized I hadn't heard a lot of police sirens in the distance or close. And I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe because everybody's home and everybody's, you know, like hunkered down, maybe there's less crime now. So first of all, have you heard if there is less crime? And secondly, I've been hearing through the grapevine that there's a lot more cyber crime going on. You are absolutely right about what's going on in the physical world. There is less crime for a, for a couple of reasons. One is that people are staying inside, which means that if you're a criminal and you go outside, it's obvious you're the one doing the crime. Um, and the second is that from a hacking perspective or a cyber criminal perspective, cyber criminals go where people are in the online world. So in normal times when there's the daily interaction, the physical and the digital, if you have a company that has, attracts a lot of users, some of the big retailers, some of the big online email companies or the social media companies attract a lot of people, cyber criminals look at that as a great place to go to attack. Um, now what you're seeing is everyone is online either because of work or because they're hunkered in their home and they're connecting through, you know, they're having their 8 p.m. social hour with all their friends and they're going to go on and they're using technologies, not all of which are secured properly. And you're seeing, seeing this with what's happening with Zoom right now where people are doing Zoom bombing. And now we find out that you can actually control your, your, your webcam through a person who's using Zoom. 
right? Turn it on, record, do whatever oh you want, God. take control. Right. Now there is a great increase in cybercrime, which is going to have a long-term impact on individuals because many will not know. Now the thing, if for your listeners, the thing that matters the most today is that if you are getting requests or notices or emails or something comes in through your text that says, hey, get the the loan right now, fast track it, click here, or if you get a loan, you'll get a Costco membership, or if you get the SBA loan right now, you'll get something else with it. We can help you click here. All of those kinds of things are scams. And the best way to think about it is if you really are thinking, well, what if Costco is really doing this? Well, go to Costco.com and look it up and instead of clicking on anything. The second is if you have that natural inclination to click a link, hover over it even for one or two seconds, look at where the link is about to take you because on your lower right corner of your computer or your lower left corner, it's going to show you where you're about to go. So you get a notice from Bank of America that says $100 free credit on your bank if you click now and sign up. You're about to click and it turns out that link doesn't look like bankofamerica.com, it's something else. So there's a huge uptick in cyber criminals coming out to play and victimize those who are going online, which is the majority of the population now. I even got two phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G guys, because we're audio, phishing Mm. emails on my work email. And we have extraordinary firewalls on our email. And one of them was from UPS and the other one was from FedEx, I think, or something like that. I will say one thing though. A lot of people want to see the spread of the virus. So they're constantly searching for maps that show you how things are now. There are so many maps out there that are fake, that are riddled with malware, meaning <gasps> other kind, the digital kinds of viruses that will then get into your system, in your computer system, and either let a hacker own your system or monitor you or steal your passwords and usernames or get you when you're going into your online bank account. So the maps are the ones that you want to be ultra, ultra careful about clicking. And I mean, I would recommend staying away from it and literally turning the news on and letting the news tell you on your television or on your laptop, if you're watching it through whatever you watch, watch the news instead of looking for COVID maps or COVID spread maps, because that's what hackers are capitalizing on. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Is there anything else? I feel like if I keep you on the line, you'll list everything. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like this is a good time, though, to change our passwords, which I hate doing with a red hot passion. Do you change your, how often do you change your passwords, Mr. I I mean, my passwords are so secure. I'm one who doesn't, I'm not the curious clicker. So, so many people are the curious clicker and I think you have to focus on not being that curious clicker. Oh, that looks interesting. Click. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that, oh, my friend is in Hawaii. Click. And in rather than stepping back and putting yourself in the physical world and saying, would you do that in the physical world? Would your friend do that in the physical world? Would you get that in the physical world? Right? So those are the kinds of things people, if they started doing that and treated the online and the physical one and the same, they would find that 90 plus percent of their issues would not happen because in the physical world, they've been so well-trained. For example, when somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, give me your phone number, your address and your social. Oh, sure. Well, no, you don't do that in the physical. Why do you do it so quickly in the online? Right. So think about whatever you're about to do and ask in the physical world, does this make sense before you take the next step? 
Okay, that's so great. Can you can you also admonish me? Can you tell me how often I should be? <laughs> I need somebody to actually yell at me that I should be changing my passwords more often. How often should I be changing? Well, my I think more important is the kind of password you have. I mean, I've the for example, the one two three four five, right? Or the what is the most common password in the world is the word password. Um, so I think more important is using things that are not easy to run a script on a script, meaning a hacker runs a, co a software program, just checks, oh, let's try one, two, three, four, five. Okay, let's try one, two, three, four, five, six. And they keep doing it. And it turns out your password is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And now it opens the door for your computer. Okay. So I think more importantly, it's using a complicated way. But the most important thing you can do is what's called two-factor authentication. Now that sounds technical, but in the simplest terms, it means something you have and something you know. That's why there's two factors to it. Something you have is a phone. Something you know is a code that goes to your phone when you try to go into your online email, for example. So you log into your email, you know your password, you put it in, your system says, oh wait, but before I let you in, I know you have a cell phone. I'm gonna send a note to there and make sure you have your cell phone in hand and punch in the code I just sent to your cell phone, right? Yeah. So that two-factor ties you to your device. It tethers you by that phone because only you are holding your cell phone in your hand. Okay. So in other words, and that's one of the best things you can do is two-factor. So when I go into my, into my email address, it automatically sends me a code on my phone. It says, here's your code, and that code changes. There are certain places where, you know, you don't – you're feeling nervous, you hit it again and get a brand new code and it only lasts for a couple minutes and then you punch it in, you get in. Most people do not have that turned on. Every single good company offers two-factor authentication. My company does, in fact. We And it's a pain huh. in the ass, though. I'm sorry, but, but I well, get it. It's I get either it. that or you give up your house. It's up to you or your right. bank account, right? I needed that sentence. That was really, but, that was a good slap in the face. But actually, if you think about it, how long does it actually, if you timed it, once you punch in your password and you get your code, how long does it ex extra take? Maybe 15 seconds? Here's my thing is that I try to keep my phone away from me when I'm working because I don't want to be bothered by my phone. Do you know what I'm saying? So then I have to run to my mm. phone. But you're right. You're right. You're right. And I should just put do not disturb on. That's the end of right. that. Or you do that. Yeah. The phone has a feature called do not disturb or it has a better feature, which is turn it upside down put it on silent. You don't even know somebody's calling you. Most people keep it visible. I keep mine turned upside down if I'm doing something. That's so techy so, of you to turn it upside so down. So you don't see the light flash. Yeah, it's a simple, but like I said, physical world solutions are help you in the online side. Okay, that is fantastic. <laughs> I cannot even believe so many amazing tips. Thank you so much. Yeah. The, and the most, for having me. oh my God, I'm so, we are so blessed to have you. I, I actually feel more relaxed after talking to you, right? Like you, honestly, I, you know, you are a lawyer, you are a cybersecurity and privacy expert. I have more people that you would consider heart centric on this, on this podcast. And you have, literally made my heart relax over the course of this. All right. So to make it more relaxed, let me tell your listeners one more thing to keep in, to help them understand why they get updates on their, on their phones. Like I just did one on my phone today. Whenever a company releases an update, they're usually adding, say, maybe they're changing a uh, feature or adding something or at fixing a bug, as they often say. 
but they're also fixing a security hole that a hacker has found either externally or internally, and they're making sure that that door is now locked properly. If you hit remind me later or you decide you're not going to update because you don't feel like taking the 10 minutes it's going to do take to do it, you're basically saying, hey, hackers out there in the world, wherever you are, I am choosing to leave my door open so you can come and do whatever you want. And that's why these updates are, are one, some of the most important things you can do is update your system, whether you're on a Mac or a PC, it actually doesn't matter. And since more and more people are going on Macs, hackers are going there as well. So when they update, if you actually read the update, there's tons of security holes that they're fixing every single time they do an update. And that's true on your phone, it's true on your Android, it's true on your, your Mac or your PC, it's true in whatever digital device you're doing. It's also true on the software that you're using. When there's an update, like Zoom is gonna, Zoom just released an update two days ago, which means that they fixed some of the security issues. Skype does that oftentimes, it releases updates. It's usually security related, all, along with some other things. And that's something that people don't often understand. And that's because no one bothered to explain it to them. It literally is install the latest, update it, install your antivirus um, software, update it, install your anti-phishing software, and update it. And if you don't feel like doing it yourself, set it to automatically do it and the system will do it for you. I can't even tell you how valuable that is because I actually look at those updates suspiciously and I think they want more, they want more into my life, right? Like, like I'm always, like one of the thoughts I have when I get an update is, oh, they want access to my camera or something, you know, and I, do, I won't read the fine print. So I do delay thinking I'm protecting myself and I'm doing the opposite. You're actually doing the opposite. Good times, good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you for taking care of our hearts as one of the top cybersecurity privacy experts in the world, the co-founder of the Syndesi app, S-Y-N-D-E-S-Y. Go download it at your app store now. Help protect your world. Help all of us protect ourselves and take care of your heart with Syndesi. Thank you so much, Hamu. Thanks for having me.